Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. going on Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers it's your boy at Derek Oakry on Twitter your host of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast here on a Friday talking all things Lions we had a fun show on Wednesday me and the one and only Grifka DKC back here on a Friday Grifka how you doing this Friday buddy I think I know but I'm not sure well you know it's Friday it's a, a time of year Everybody has their Christmas tree up, if you do Christmas, and uh, it's getting chilly, and uh, it's actually, you know, some people have seen snow already, but, you know, as always, doing good, doing good, but uh, this weekend here in Michigan, it's going to be a strange weekend, it's supposed to be like in the mid-40s on Saturday, when the Michigan-Ohio State game was supposed to be played, but it's canceled, thanks to COVID, and, uh, but then Sunday, it's supposed to be like mid-30s. So with that temperature drop, I'm going to recommend you stay inside and watch football all day, especially, you know, Detroit versus the beloved uh, Green Bay Packers and the most smug player in the NFL right now, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. He is smug. <laughs> yeah, can't get any better than like that. But uh, as we all know, TJF, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> there it is. Griffcon, proud of you. That, that was a good intro. You, you worked in some gimmicks. You got the weather out, which for some reason you do every week. I don't know if people are actually waiting on you to feel hear how the weekend weather is going to be, but you always give them that. Uh, you, you got some good stuff in that intro. You, you made me laugh a little bit, and, and now you're probably going to upset me because it's a Friday. We're talking lions. This is usually when you ask me some question that you know is going to get me riled up, either from Twitter or somewhere else. I mean... What do we got here on a Friday? Let's get this thing rolling. Of course, man. You kind of mentioned it on Wednesday's show, but uh, I really want to, you know, get your take. I mean, you mentioned it. So you're still having playoff hopes with this team. I mean, even with the stretch run that we have coming, because I know you mentioned it and you like thought, thought we'd probably make the playoffs, still get bounced. It might be, uh, you know, it'd still be fun to see. But so are you still kind of hoping for that? I know you don't want to lose out. You mentioned that, but still. <laughs> I, you know, are you really you really think the team has a shot of making it with where they're at? I mean, they're only a game out right now. I mean, with that tough stretch, I mean, are you holding out hope? Grifka, uh, what's the name of the show? The Detroit Kool Aid. Drink it in. <laughs> Grifka, we've been doing this show together for at least two years. You still don't know the name of the show. <laughs> Every time you do a solo show, you call it the the Detroit Kool Aid. I mean, what what is it? What is it going to be next time? The Detroit Kool Aid. Uh, it's on the marquee, Detroit Kool Aid Cast. And then when I ask you, you always say Detroit Kool Aid Podcast, Detroit Kool like. Do you, I mean, is this why you don't tweet? Because you don't know the name of the show, or or I'm confused. See, I'm a man of few words, and everybody knows they're obviously listening to a podcast or a cast. So when I say, welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid, they already know it. They already know it's obviously a podcast. Like, you know, It's not a TV show. It's not a movie. They already know what it is. So I can just drop that word off, and people know yeah, exactly it's... what they're listening to. They're like, they're right. They're like, Mike, we don't need that word or that half word or that compound word. Just get into your good stuff. That's what we want to hear. We know it's a podcast, just an extra word, taking up more airtime. We don't need it. That's, you know. That's less time for your good stuff. So just drop the word. Just call it the Detroit Cat. Just call it the Detroit Kool-Aid. Everybody knows it already. Every time I bring it up and then every time I hit play on your solo, I can't wait for the beginning where you where you drop that because it just makes me laugh so much. But so, so we've determined that there's, there's the word Detroit and the word Kool-Aid in the name. Is that right? Oh, yes. Drink it in, man. So, so with that name and with us being on the show for two plus years now, what do you think my answer might be to this question that you teed up? I'm just curious. 
think you, you might be all for it, but I thought I'd give you a little bit of time to think about it. Maybe reconsider, maybe waffle on your answer and think, nah, you know, you know, this, we just might need to do the rebuild and get the highest draft pick we can. So uh, I want to give you a little bit of time, let you sleep on it a little bit, but there you go. Do you want to know what, what that thought process was from you or maybe what I think about that thought process? Do you want to know? Oh, I'm very interested to know. <laughs> it's a bad decision. Period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. Grifka, you asking me if I think I'm, was I serious about the Lions? Grifka, this is Detroit Kool-Aid, baby. This is where I get everybody fired up. This is where the Lions fans, the diehards, come to listen to us talk Lions or hear me talk Lions in a positive fashion and get away from the people like, I don't know, Mike Valente, who only wants to tell you why they suck, why they a win's never good enough, why you should tank every year, why this team is, is just has does nothing right. Nobody wants to hear that. I mean, they have to deal with you a little bit on the show, the Eeyore of the show, where you want to tell people what was wrong, why he ain't that great, why this team's lost. For, yeah, we know that. They come to hear the Kool-Aid served up by me, and that's me looking at the schedule going, are you kidding me? We we got Green Bay coming to our house in the sterile Ford Field. Um, they're feeling themselves. Aaron Rodgers thinks he's, you know, the greatest thing since sliced white bread. I mean, you're telling me the Lions can't rise up and find a way to outscore Aaron Rodgers on Sunday? No, they can do that. Why? Because Aaron Rodgers is a smug piece of garbage and because the Lions have been known to rise up when we don't think they're going to rise up. So why not go get a W this week? It can happen. I think it may and will happen. We'll get to that later. And then looking at the rest of the schedule, I mean, yeah, those are tough games on paper, but we know the NFL is a total coin flip. I mean, we got Washington beating Pittsburgh. We got the sorry New York Giants, one of the NFL favorites, beating Seattle in Seattle. I mean, that's East Coast going West, Grifka, and they still got the W. So nobody knows what's going to happen in the National Football League every week. So do I think the Lions are Super Bowl caliber, that their defense is just the greatest thing I've ever seen on a Sunday afternoon? No. Do I think they could surprise us and continue to win some of these ball games and be in the mix here down the stretch? Yes, of course I do, because it's Detroit Kool-Aid. Everybody wants to think that that's an actual fan. I mean, they want to drink that in. Drink it in, man. So, yeah, I think it can happen. If it doesn't, then all the people that want to worry about the draft pick and, and, and rebuild this team will be happy. But until then... I want the Lions to keep winning. I want them to play what they did this last week against Chicago, which is fun, exciting, different type of football. I got everything I wanted on Sunday, which was even when they were down, they were playing different. They had, you know, they were playing better offensively. They were had more juice across the board. That's really mostly what I wanted to see, not that stale, dead, horrible awful football we had watched week after week under my guy yeah I said it Griff guy hung in there longer than most or any with Matt Patricia it wasn't working it wasn't gonna work he didn't have it for whatever reason to change it now we got to change well why can't the Lions go on a run why can't they make some plays and sneak in the playoffs do I think that it's like a slam dunk no do I think it can happen anything can happen in the NFL buddy and I can't wait to see what happens yeah, I'm I'm there with you. I'm like you know how I feel about Detroit. I always want them to win no matter what. No matter what the record is. No matter it was like, oh just you know, they get to that point and say, Oh, just lose out, get the best draft pick. I always want a W no matter what. It's so like, yeah, if they make some if they make a run and it was to happen, that would be that would it would it's just be jaw dropping. And you know, Matt Pat sitting back there with like was it I've seen that meme or whatever that's out there with like he's got his two Super Bowl rings like Matt Pat the Lions fans and he's showing the rings and you know, laughing. It's just like, Yeah, but you never did anything here in Detroit, so why don't you just take those things, go ride somebody else's coattails there, Matt Pat, and get lost. But you know, obviously if somebody else was to turn this around, you know, this year, I mean, they obviously stopped playing for you for that slug. So yeah, that would be great to see. <laughs> And I would love that. And Grifka. you know, to make the playoffs and then it was like, well, once they get the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah, okay. You're you're right. Anything can happen and yeah, okay, that doesn't that doesn't happen in the NFL. <laughs> Very rarely does that ever happen. I mean, they might it might be a game, but 
nobody ever goes in a long run. And like you mentioned, this defense, it's not a world beater to really go Super Bowl caliber and make it deeper in the playoffs anyways, even if they were to make it. But uh, that leads me to my next question. Do you want to know what Frank Ribble would think if, if this team makes the playoffs or if they went on a run? I'm sure Frank would have a great take. What would he think? Wow! Wow! <laughs> He'd be wow! fired up. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you, you can find him on Twitter, everybody. I don't know if it's at Frank Ribble, but but just put Frank Ribble on Twitter. You'll probably see some ridiculous fantasy football takes left, right, and center. I, I don't know where Frank Ribble's went. He disappeared a little bit. He used to call in and drop gems like that that we, that we saved and play on the show, but I guarantee he'd be fired up if they make a run. So, Grifka, what else we got? Like I said, it leads me to my next question. If the Lions were to miraculously, you know, make a run, you know, sneak into the playoffs, does that mean, like, Daryl Bevel becomes your head coach? Or, I mean, would you want that? Or do you even want Daryl Bevel considered as your head coach? Grifka, I didn't do it on the first question, but you hit me with something like this. I think it's only appropriate. Grifka, is this a real question? Really? Of course it is. Well, I actually think it's a good question. You want to know why? Because everybody else that's out there is asking you, is this a real question? They they can't keep Daryl Bevel, can they, Grifka? I mean, they're not going to do that, are they? Did you see sort of the way this team played? Do you see how much they seem to love this guy? Do you see him putting up W's? Like something that, I don't know, Matt Patricia, you know, your boy, the, the shovel, Rod Marinelli, and other coaches did not here in this town? It's all about winning. If he continues to find ways to win and the players like him and he's a smart guy and he has a track record as an NFL coordinator and has never got his opportunity, I don't see why he wouldn't be in the mix. Now, again, it depends how the Lions are going to do this. You've heard a lot of retread names for GMs and, oh, Ernie Acorsi's involved again. And then Grifka's favorite guy in the world, Rod Wood, is up there making player personnel decisions and, and... you know, somehow he's in the mix in regards to this roster and team. Like, why that's the case, I'll never know. But if, if they go kind of halfway, yeah, I could see them staying with Daryl Bevel. But my thing is that Sheila, your fired hamp, is going to just go for the big swing and try to get some dynamic people in here that are going to excite the fan base. I mean, all we hear about is Robert Salav, um, you know, the 49ers. I mean... This guy has a lot going for him, 41 years old, I believe, good defense. Robert Salah would look real good in a three-piece suit at that press conference, Grifka. He's a fired-up type of guy. He'd be the type of guy you put in here with a, a look to have him for a long time as your head coach. And you put a dynamic GM with him. I mean, I know uh, people you know, hate to hear this name. Some hate it, some love it, but last night on – on Monday Night Football, Lewis Riddick said Robert Salah is the number one candidate. He's a he's the, he's the best coach that's going to be out there. I mean, gosh, could you imagine pairing up a media personality that also knows football and has been in the league and in player personnel like Lewis Riddick and a guy like Robert Salah? The fan base would be crazy. Um, that's much more the dynamic, we're going for broke type of move. Will it work? I mean, I don't know. We have to wait and see how they draft and what type of players they bring in and systems and all that. But that's the big move. Daryl Bevel is the, hey, he did well. The players like him. Give him like a two to three year deal and see how it works. But I really don't see that happening whatsoever. But I don't like the people that are just riding him out, especially when he went out and won a road game in division or whatever. Like, what if, what if he comes and beats the Packers? He's still just going to give him no credit for being the coach? And what if he goes and wins another game or two this year and finishes strong and, and shows a pretty good showing? You're just going to throw him to the wolves for no reason? Like, I think you got to still use your brain and say, like, let's see what he does. I mean, if, if he goes out and gets blown out next week and looks team looks horrible, then, you know, it, it was maybe a one-time type of deal or maybe caught lightning in a bottle at the end of that football game in, in Chicago, but... I'm not a Daryl Bevel hater. I actually love listening to his press conferences much more than Matt Pat because, like, every question isn't the end of the world or a, a CIA investigation. Sometimes he not only answers it, but I think Matt Derry on his podcast said he loves that, uh, you know, <laughs> Daryl Bevel, what he, he, he deemed it spilling the tea. I, I don't know. That's probably something Grifka would say um, or, or the kids are saying these days. But what Daryl Bevel does say, he just answers honestly. I mean, if it's. 
if you're asking what his game plan is going to be for the week, he might tell you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, answer the next question. But if you ask him almost anything else, he's going to give you an honest human being type of answer, which I don't know why Matt Patricia, with all his quote-unquote intelligence, couldn't do. I mean, somebody asks you about something, give them an honest, good answer and move on to the next question. So I like a lot of things Daryl Bevel brings to the table, but he's he's most likely not being my head coach if I'm making the decision. I'm, I'm going dynamic, I'm going big swing, and I'm going for guys that are new-age thinkers, maybe haven't been given the opportunity, high upside, um, Riddick, Salah, I know I put out there on Twitter, Ozzie Newsome, Riddick, and Eric Bieniemy. There's another triple threat combo that I would love to see, but that's not going to happen. So, you know, we'll see what they do. But I think we're going an exciting direction this offseason, and I'd be surprised if Bevel can win enough games or win over the ownership enough to just kind of ride out same old, same old. I think I don't think that would go with the fan base. I, uh, Read an article, I don't know, I can't oh, remember boy. where it was, maybe Lions 24-7, your favorite. I know you read them as well. <laughs> that the Lions, you know, obviously looking for a new GM and head coach, but they were going to like, almost like kind of focus on the head coach first before the GM. Do you think that's a wise choice? Uh, I, I don't think it's a wise choice, but I also, I'm not married to this idea. You know, I think people on the radio or all these experts you hear people get stuck in these ruts, you know, where they just think it's got to be this way. This is the way it's always done. I'm definitely always been in my life. I'm always kind of that outside the box creative thinker wants to, you know, I'm not opposed to the same old, if it makes sense, but I'm also not going to just write off new ideas because it's not what everybody else does. Like just because everybody else does it some way doesn't mean that's the right way to do it all the time. So, you know, conventional thinking is like you get your GM and then you let that guy kind of work his connections and get his head coach and they're on the same page and away you go. I mean, we saw how that worked out this last time. I mean, you had a, a GM who went and handpicked his head coach and they were all from the same way of thinking and it absolutely was a, a tire fire. There you go, Matt Derry. There's a second plug for you. One of your favorite lines that always makes me laugh. Like, there's not a reason that you couldn't get a dynamic head coach and then, you know, also get a GM that works well with him, you know, rather than the other way around. I don't think it's a horrible idea. I don't think it can't work. I I think that's not the way the NFL does it conventionally, but I mean, it doesn't sound like the worst idea. Like let's say you could get a Robert Salah and he wanted to come in here and he was just fired up. I mean, you get him in here and then you, you sit down with him. Hey, who, who you connected with around the league? Like, have you ever met so-and-so, you know, and sit those two people down and let them talk football together? Do they see football the same way? Do they not? And that, that, that could be a way you pair up people as well, rather than getting the GM and just letting him pick one of his buddies that he's worked with, you know, six years ago at whatever previous stop he was at. I mean, that's how most NFL hires get done. Good old boys club. You know, I wanted to be the best person for the opportunity and ideally somebody that's a bit younger that can build something here and be here for a long time. But I also think that winning does matter. You know, have you won at a high level? Is it going to take you a while to learn on the job? You know, that's something I'd be considering as well. So we'll see what they do. I think there's a lot of rumor and innuendo going around about what the lions are doing or who they're talking to. It's still really early in the process. So if, you know, what is it? S F H. If she does what she said, she's going to do a thorough um, investigation or a thorough process. So I, I wouldn't think anything major is coming out about the lions till we finish up the season. So that's another month plus before you really start hearing more concrete. And I'm sure we'll even get into the off season, uh, you know, maybe before they, they, they make a hire, you know, that first month or so, or a few weeks after the season ends is kind of when I think things will heat up and you'll see the lions, commit to a head coach or a GM or both at the same time. So I can't wait to see who it is, but no, it can be done. However you do it, just get the right people. Just a quick follow-up on that. Uh, heard this before. I was just wondering how you felt about it, how companies do that, or I guess teams do that now. They hire like an outside firm to help, you know, you come up with a list of names for like a GM. How do you feel about that? Does that make some wonders? Just like who's running these guys? You know, who's running this team that they don't? They've. I mean, the Lions, the Lions have owned this 
team for a long time. And I realized Sheila Fordham just took over, but still, I mean, she should have some connections in the league or some people should, where they can kind of ask around as opposed to, you know, hiring, you know, this is Joe's at Joe's firm. And I'm going to give you a list of possible GM names, you know, and you're going to like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I like this list. And we'll go from there. Doesn't just kind of make you think like they got people that in that organization that really don't know enough to find a good GM to start with that you have to go hire a firm to like give you a list of names. Griffey, you said this was a quick follow-up. I mean, would, would this also be a piggyback? Yes, of course it would. <laughs> Griffka, like, I, I think it's an interesting piggyback follow-up by you, and here's why. A lot of people will say what you just said and, and, and act like, well, why don't they know what they're doing? Or, or why would they need such a firm to help them? You want to know why, Griffka? You want to know why? Yeah. Do you really want to know why? Of course I would want to know why. Grifka, because a lot of times people have to ask the the Fords and the owners of the Detroit Lions this. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) Because they don't know. (laughs) They don't know football. They don't know the ins and outs. They don't know people in the National Football League. Oh, they show up to the meetings and she's so involved at the meetings. She's got a, a table and a bottle of water at the meetings and maybe asked a few questions. Like, that's not being in the league and being all involved. So, yeah, the Lions need a search firm. Yeah, the Lions need all the help they can get. The problem, the thing the Lions don't need is for somebody at the league office or somebody to tell them exactly what to do because they have no clue. I mean, it's got to be – you need to use all your resources and have people help you vet people out. I don't know, like maybe do some background checks and actually like figure these things out rather than just hire who Bob Quinn told you to hire and, and pretend that you're doing the Rooney rule when you're really not. Like, yeah, they need to go through all the right hoops, all the right steps, but the Lions need all the help they can get as well as they do need a football person in there. They do need less input from Rod Wood. This guy is a bean counter. He's a bank man. He's a he's a guy that should be working on the Wi-Fi in the stadiums because, hey, Rod Wood, it still doesn't work. <laughs> that shows right there you have no clue what you're doing. You're supposed to have the Wi-Fi fixed two, three years ago. It's still horrible when me and Grifker are at, at the games there um, once or twice a year. So... Yeah, they, they need all the help they can get. They need less thoughts from Rod Wood. They need a football guy as the top of the organization. And then they need him to hire the GM, the head coach, whatever. But no, it's not going to happen. And the news coming out that the Lions aren't going to use the search firm this year, I, I'm not high on that at all. I, I don't think they got it right with Ernie Acorsi and company last time. But at least that was somebody that's a little bit more tied in, been in the league a long time, you know, probably had the best of intentions hiring Bob Quinn. I'd much rather go with something like that than just uh, Sheila and Rod sitting around the campfire deciding who the next GM and head coach is going to be uh, or at the dinner table. And, I, I mean, I when you say search firm, too, people think it's just some – you know, white collar company you pull out of the old uh, phone book or you put on, you, you go ahead and Google. I mean, these are, these are companies that do this for professional sports. They have a lot of connections. They do a lot of the vetting. I mean, how would that be a bad thing? I mean, do you, do you think Sheila Ford's going to open up her iPhone or open up her Rolodex and, and be able to do better than those people? No, but I do have some confidence that Sheila Ford probably has a decent head on her shoulders and can take all that information, take all the information from other football-type people and hopefully make a good hire. I'm not acting like she can't make a good hire because others in her family couldn't. I mean, we'll see what she does and why and all that stuff, but yeah. Get a firm in here, get people from the league, get, you know, maybe some retired Lions, you know, players. People were laughing that off like, oh, you can't bring in so-and-so. Well, you can bring them in to help vet out some of these people or help get a feel for what this team needs and what would get them up over the top. So I'm for all that, man. Get get all the help you can get. Get this right. And and like I said, it's going to be on Sheila Ford Hamp to make a good decision once all the information is in. I got my fingers crossed. I sure hope she does because we need it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they're using the same firm. It sounds like the same group of people they had before. And, you know, that was a a strikeout. So you'd think you'd find somebody else. But I don't know. I guess they were happy with them. Maybe they just come at the right price. Who knows? (laughs) Um, 
Uh, enough talk about that. I, I really want to ask you about this. I don't know. I know we have you have a lot of followers on on mm-hmm. uh, on, uh, gosh, what, on Twitter, but this one just cracked me up. The uh, the discussion you had with a few people about T.J. Hawkinson, you know, being a top <laughs> five tight end. Now, once again, when I started reading, I thought you'd be all for it. I mean, you're like you love the guy. I mean, you you, you want to get invited to his birthday party. You know, you're just trying to get into video stuff like that. <laughs> You know, your sporting's jersey, you're going to get a tattoo with his name and number, you know, stuff like that. But yet, you didn't think he was a top five tight end. Please, please. Believe me, I don't think he is either. I don't. When you said name oh, five, you, I'm like, I started, I'm like, yeah, da, da. But, I, you know, the people you were arguing with, they were obviously drinking the Kool-Aid, whatever was in their way too much. But, I mean, I'm surprised by that, to be honest with you. So, and please tell the people who did not see this on Twitter why you thought this and please make them realize that yeah maybe someday he could become a top five tight end but at this point he's not please explain <laughs> oh, well i'll be happy to grifka i mean you can find me at Derek Oakry on twitter i'm always trying to do kind of the opposite of what grifka does both in life on this show and on twitter which is grifka doesn't ever interact with the people he doesn't ever say anything entertaining or have these nice football discussions so i try to do the opposite and do that with the fans and you know, I saw this pop up about, oh, he's definitely a top five tight end. There's no doubt. And like the minute I saw it, all I thought was these people that just kind of they, they pull up the old, you know, Google machine or the old newspaper. If anybody reads those anymore and they go right to the stat book, they see you at the top. Griff, I've accused you of this on the show where you just look at stats and that's all that matters to you. Oh, look at TJ. He's at the top of this stat, that stat. Oh, he must be this this good. I mean. Yeah, analytics, numbers, there's something to that, but but you gotta you gotta merge that with the old eye test. And does TJ Hawkinson make plays on the Lions? Yeah, he does. The 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 few plays he gets a game and the plays where he's wide open, he makes the catch, he runs up for whatever yards are available, but I haven't seen him do things that make me jump out of my chair or things that are like, Wow, look at all those extra yards he got or or man, he just makes these dynamic moss catches up over the top of people. And and people out there can say, Well, we don't have to do all those things. He's got these numbers and that number. He's the second, third, you know, second guy in the NFC for the Pro Bowl. I'm like, okay, those are all great numbers you're giving me, but TJ Hawkinson, Griffith, that's something else you should two years now or a year and a half of Hawkinson. You should be able to do it right. It's TJ and then you pause. For, for dramatic effect, and then you, you get it all ready to say, Hawkinson, like, is a good football player. I'm glad he's on our team. I, I, you know, we can talk all about draft capital and where they took him and all that, but, I mean, he's better than other players that were drafted around him in that spot. It's, it's a new slotted NFL, so it's not the crazy contract like back in the day. We've been over all that. But to me, TJ Hawkinson is... is I, I don't know. I wasn't crushing the guy at all. I said he was 8 to 12, and then I went and referenced some friends uh, or reached out to some friends not gr- at Grifka DKC, and they said the same thing. They were like, yeah, he's not top five, but he's like in the top 10 for sure. And, and uh, I was like, yeah, I gave him top eight, top 10. With with uh, I kept putting in the tweets, he's good, but not great, dot, dot, dot yet <laughs> and uh i thought that was totally fair like could he take a leap in year three could could they actually i don't know maybe get him the football more than they do and have him have better numbers more touchdowns yeah they could do all that but until they do and until he steps up and is a bit more dynamic on the football field he's not only not in my top five like eight to ten was based more on this year like this year he's eight to ten like you know it I've seen lots of players that will jump out of nowhere and have a great season. And then it's all about like, let's, let's look at him as a whole, you know, year one injured, hurt and not used. So down year, year two, he's up way up. He's, he's one of the top names at the position, not top five, but he's one of the top names. And uh, we'll see what he does in, in year three. And that's, that's your good sample size. That's a Grifka sample size of whether he sucks or he's good. I think he's already good. But when you're talking about top five in the league, 
the whole National Football League, like that's that's a big claim to make, especially for a guy that's not, you know, game teams don't game plan for him. It's not like, oh my gosh, where is he on every play? I mean, that's what you do with top five type players at the position. Like you said, I ran down a list of guys that either like just as much or guys that on a whole are, are just as good. And people kept killing me of like, but what about this year? The stats don't lie. Stats are, are this or that. They, they That's what you base things off. And like, that might be what you base things off. Like I take the stats, the numbers, what I see on Sundays, as well as the guy as a overall football player. And I slot him right now for eight, to, eight to 10, maybe even 12 in the whole league at the position with upside to be a top Gosh, I probably won't even put him in top five, even if he comes and crushes it in year three, because he's probably at that point, what, seven to seven to nine, ten for me, you know, in overall football players at the tight end position. I can't see him being a top three, top five type player. I mean, I know Lions fans would love that. So here's the backup, though, Grifka. This is what throws me. I put a poll out. Is, is he top five? Yes. No. Yeah, but I'm a Lions fan, or heck no, he's overrated. You want to know the results of that poll? Because I guarantee you didn't check it. I mean, again, you, you, what you're talking about. I voted. You, you did vote. What'd you vote? Are oh, you the, heck are no, you the two point? The, the no one, of course. Are, are you the, the two point five? Said, you think I'm gonna vote? Yes. Like, are you no. the two point five? Heck no, he's overrated. Uh, just because you still can't get over the fact that they, they took a tight end that you would never take in the top ten because you just you have that 1980s way of thinking. Was that you? I was probably one of those. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I was one of those. <laughs> I had to uh, for you, man. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> All right, we'll get this. This is what's crazy. 51.9% of respondents said, yeah, he's top five. And then only 24.1% revealed to be themselves Lions fans that were drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. I mean, you know how we do it on the show. We serve it up. Drink it in, man. Only 24.1% were were honest to identify them as Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. So 51.9 to only 21.5 saying he's not top five was very surprising to me. I mean, again, I guess I was taking the approach of what would the league say? What would GMs say? What would, you know, guys that just live and die football say? But, man, people just absolutely are not only sold on this guy, but think he's a top five overall tight end in the league. It, it really surprised me. I mean, I kept putting in there, I hope he is. I hope he grows into that. I like what he's doing. But yeah, it was it was quite the fun battle for me. I mean, Leo, Leo, I know you're out there. He was killing me. I thought we were boys. Then we got others uh, coming at me that just were saying, "Oh, definitely. Oh man, he's a, how could he not be based on his numbers?" Well, because the numbers don't tell the whole story. I mean, that's what I kept trying to say to people, but. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I know I went on for a bit, but Grifka, other than that tweet and those things, I mean, I, I think I went back and forth with people about Stafford. I was on there, um, you know, I, I doing some mock drafts here recently. You'll see more of those coming out at Derek Oakry. But this was my favorite tweet of the day, Grifka. And it was a reply to a certain guy on the Chicago Bears named Tariq Cohen. Did you happen to see this tweet? Yeah, I saw it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just... So that's, six, that's, uh, 16 that, right there, that tweet, that tweet right there is like white men can't jump where they're like, your mom's an astronaut. You like, your mom's an astronaut. <laughs> so, so Tariq Cohen thumbed this beauty out that 16,000 people uh, liked and responded to. And he got crushed by probably uh, nearly that when it comes to 16,000 plus Lions fans. This was before the game. He wrote something to the effect of, "Oh, y'all, y'all know we're gonna kill the Lions. We always do." So after the Lions get the W, this is what Tariq Cohen had to tweet out. This genius, Lions fans, we split one-one. Y'all suck. Parentheses always, and we suck. Parentheses for R N right now too. Shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> with some crying faces so my my retweet to this uh you know guy that that uh you know is is vertically challenged was simply this bears players we split one one Tariq at Tariq cohen is still too short to ride the amusement rides uh parentheses always and lions fans don't stop quote unquote short with the smack talk just for right now two and hey Tariq cohen shut up 
shut up about it with some crying faces. <laughs> so uh, that was my funnest tweet of the day, totally mocking what this Jabron said. I mean, he's out here making fun of his own team while he's laid up. What, he get injured like week one? So he's sitting there on his couch by eating Doritos and sitting there commenting on his team and on, on what the Lions are. Yeah, talk to us when you actually get back on the field and maybe make a couple plays, Tariq Cohen. I know Grifka's quoted on this podcast of saying you're one of the best, you're the best running back on the Chicago Bears and the most dynamic player when we played you week one. I mean, I think you're just a, a four foot nothing wannabe pass catcher that's always hurt. You had one halfway good season and now you're think you're a good NFL player and you just haven't done anything. So how about you keep your tweets and, and your parentheses and your RNs and your laughing faces to yourself and just know that your, te- your team got done up by the Detroit Lions and, and that's what it is. So Lions fans, go find Tariq Cohen and give him a, a nice little shout on Twitter for his uh, ignorant comments as well as the incredible retort where I just used his own words against him, basically battle wrapped him like eight mile style, turned it on him. And of course he didn't have anything to say, which I mean, we knew he wouldn't. But the real question is, is Tariq Cohen a top five running back in the league? (laughs) (laughs) Tariq Cohen ain't top five at running back. He ain't top five on Twitter. Tariq Cohen isn't top five at anything in life. He's, I mean, the only thing he wants to be top five and he wants to be over five feet tall and that ain't ever going to happen. So he ain't top top five of anything in his life. Treat Cohen's a waste of space. I mean, I wasted my time thumbing that out to this guy, but he, he, he'll he be at the bowling alley before you know it, Griffey. You can go find him uh, working the 7-10 split while he's oiling down the lanes or picking up the garbage at the, at the back of the uh, back of the facility there. That's where he'll be. I'll tell him you said hi. Um, <laughs> right. uh, let's do this. Uh, let's take a breather here, and uh, you can uh, tell everybody about uh, your other podcast with um, – I believe in Lions podcast that you do with Lions great Benny Blades. Benny Blades got some great stories, man. I love listening to that show. So uh, we'll do that, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about this Packers game. Griffka, I need a breather. Uh, we need to get out. Everybody, go to your podcast platform. Type in B L E A V and Lions. Hit that subscribe button. Benny Blades is classic. It's been fun to chat with him. He always makes me laugh. Um, you get that show on Thursday. So you could literally have me and Grifka on a Wednesday. You could get Benny Blades and myself on a Thursday morning talking Lions. And then me crushing Grifka, Tariq Cohen, and anybody else, Rod Wood, anybody else here on a Friday like we're doing right now. So everybody, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back talking about the smug Aaron Rodgers and how the Lions are going to get this W. Everybody, we'll be right back. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors. But today, I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself and Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety, Benny Blades, played for the Lions. He also played for... The U, you know what it is, the University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times a show. Benny loves to talk about his Hurricanes, his Lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk Lions. Like I said, he brings up the Hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's, it's a really fun show. Benny loves the Lions. He tells great stories from his playing days as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Lions, myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. What's going on, Lions fans? Appreciate you guys listening. This is Derek Oakry. You can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry with the one and only Grifka DKC. Oh, I just spoiled it for him. I was going to say, hey, Grifka, where can they find you on Twitter? So you you might as well get another plug in. Where can they get at you? Of course, they can find me at Grifka, DKC. That's at G-R-I-F-K-A-D-K-C. Or feel free to call us or text us at 989-272-3484. Once again, make it good, make it crappy. I don't care. I'm waiting for Derek to put him on here. Just uh, <laughs> he, he said he wants to make fun of you. No, I appreciate the comments from our fans, so I will not make oh. fun of you. That will be all, Derek. Grifka trying to butter up to people, even though like my my not, my line after you give your Twitter handle is always 
they they can write you or follow you, but you'll never reply to them. You'll never put anything interesting out. But but go follow them at Griffith DKC. <laughs> Uh, so now you're trying to butter up to the fan base saying that uh, you would love their calls. You know, we'd both make fun of their calls because nobody can bring the heat. Nobody can bring the heat like we do on the show. Leo ain't going to call in. Leo doesn't have a I want Leo to text simply so we can go, Uncle Leo! (laughs) So that would be great, even though we're not related to him. That would be great. (laughs) Uncle Leo! I want to do all the gimmicks with the name Leo, but I want him to, to take his strong opinion, which he said wasn't a hot take about TJ... Hawkinson being a top five, call in the show and get after it and, and give me all the reasons why and get fired up about it. So then we can play you on the show and then I can give you the reasons why he's not top five, which I already did on the show without Leo. So go ahead, Grifka. Like we got to talk about the smug, just annoying, the, the worst guy to deal with in the national football league. And that's Aaron Rodgers. This guy is having a bounce back year. Everyone loves him again. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he'll die or cut his facial hair or whatever he does for like the 18th time. I'm sure he'll have a down season next year where everybody will be talking about Jordan love. And then he'll come back again. I mean, this is what this guy does. He bounces back, has a year. Everyone loves him. I mean, I hate the guy, no matter what his facial hair looks like or what color it is, or the fact that, He's just the most annoying player in the league. I can't stand this guy. Do we even have to preview this game, or can I just say we're going to beat him because I can't stand Aaron Rodgers? Well, you can say, you know, you just, you know, just give a score, but let's do this here really quick. So uh, the Packers have been struggling a little bit lately. I mean, they've been pulling out the wins, they've, but still, I mean, it seems like the offense hasn't been as sharp as it was early in the year. And, uh, my biggest question is, do you think maybe the Lions could get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers where he's not going to get some phantom call, you know, phantom face mask, or, you know, like he can just hold out his hand and some fake pass interference crap call that he always used to get when, like, Jordy <laughs> Nelson was on the team, you know? So uh, do you think the Lions can actually show up and just dominate? And I don't, you know, not looking to permanently injure the guy. I'm not into that. But remember a couple of years ago where obviously Aaron Rodgers didn't want to play and, like, they breathed on him and all of a sudden he had a concussion and he went to, like, the locker room and, like, midway through the first quarter? you think they might be able to do that again? Grifka, like as much as I want to see that, like I'm, I'm sure you've watched a couple Lions games this year. I've watched a few. Uh, we watch every play, like diehards. The Lions ain't getting no pressure. They, they never get pressure on anybody. <laughs> like I, I don't see it happening. Like Romeo Quarez had his moments, but other than that, you know, Everson Griffin, we've seen a few things from that we like, but. No, I don't see them getting pressure. What I see Aaron Rodgers doing is what he's done against the Lions in the past. Out there dancing around, acting like he's the the greatest thing of all time and throwing inaccurate passes or sleepwalking his way through the first couple quarters and next thing you know, it's a football game. Yeah, I could see that happening, but the Lions are going to need some breaks, some tip balls, some fluky things to happen. I, I don't see them just charging after good old number 12 back there and giving him a hard day at the office. I see him clunking the game up somehow and everybody making excuses for him because they're all penciling him in for MVP now for whatever reason. So that's how I see it going now. So you don't think they're going to get any pressure? Everson Griffin coming back? You know, I mean, he's, he's getting some pressures. You know, Okora I mean, with the awesome strip sack against... <laughs> you know, against the Bears that led to the victory, you don't see any pressures at all. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope so. I I'm always hopeful here on the Kool Aid Cast, but I mean, the two games, the two plays you mentioned, where I think the only time we got near Mitch in Chicago, other than that, he's standing back there having a cream soda and throwing the ball over the football field. So, I mean, it would surprise me if they just made it a nightmare day for Aaron Rodgers. But every day should be a nightmare if your name is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's what his family thinks at least. Hey, oh, so I I don't I don't know how they're going to do it. But again, I preach turnovers every week. I talk about the offense having to carry this Lions team. I think it's going to be more of that again. And like you say, man, would I just love it if Aaron Rodgers just flicked it half sidearm or, or did one of his plays where he tries to hold on to the football too long and we just get the ball out, or he throws a careless interception that ca- causes them to give up points. Like Those are the kind of things I hope happen. But yeah, if, if Griffin can get to the quarterback, or Aquara can get another uh, hustle sack, or whatever it may be, I mean, 
that'd be tremendous. I guess what I'm hoping for too is that the Lions can get healthy. I mean, I think I heard before we were recording, like recording a little earlier in the week here, is like, I mean, will we have Swift? Will we get Kenny? Will Deshaun Hand be back? You know, some of these these players, even Austin Bryant, who like showed out and looked really good in the uniform for what one game, maybe two, and he was hurt again. Like, I just don't understand it. Hey, Grifka, I want to ask you this. I meant to ask you this uh, on our last show, but so so I joked about like DeAndre Swift having a concussion and then nobody knows what happened and then him missing games and then him coming back from concussion, but then getting sick and not playing Grifka. I saw DeAndre Swift on the sideline. If this guy is so sick that he can't play, why is he on the sideline and our win against Chicago hanging out with his teammates? Yeah. With a mask on, but explain this to me. Cause I don't know how you could be so deathly sick that you're going to miss one out of the 16 games where you actually get to play for the lions, but still be just kind of hanging out. How does that happen? Like I, it'd be like if you woke up a little bit sick and just like you, you can't go to work. No, you still go to work, you know, like unless you're deathly ill, you, you show up. Like, what was that? Maybe they were just trying to hold him back and, uh, you know, chance of not, you know, getting another concussion or something. I don't know. I know that's not what I mentioned I mean, on one maybe, of our previous but... shows. I'd like to see him out there, but. <laughs> but if he's I, cleared, I, I, I if he's know. cleared, unless he's on his deathbed, sick, puking, you can still play football. Like, I, I thought it was a bad look for him to be out there just sort of hanging, laughing, talking to guys. Like, I thought you were sick, bro. I thought you had an illness. I thought, like, you know, if you were still on concussion, nobody would – I wouldn't question it. But you said you were good to go, and now you're missing a game because you're sick. I mean, let's get you some Tylenol, some ibuprofen, some sore throat medicine. Get your ass out there and make some plays for us. I mean, come on. That's what I was thinking. But anyway, that's a side tangent on my part. But Swift, get back out there. Kenny Galladay, get out there. Deshaun Hand, get out there. Who else am I missing? Trey Flowers, where are you at? Last time I saw you was some picture on Instagram where your whole arm was in a a cast up to your shoulder blade or whatever it was. From, From like high elbow down to your fingertips, you were in a cast. I don't know what that was all about but that was like four weeks ago so where are you at where are all these good players on our team Griff? i want to see them out there earning their paychecks as many blades say earn your earn your checks before you go to the pay window don't tell me you're sick to cash your check and not help the team and we need we need to be firing on all cylinders to compete and beat green bay this week let's go okay with that you got us all fired up what type of a uh... What score and outcome do you have for this game? Grifka, I, I joked with many blades on our last show that if our predictions were right, this team would be undefeated right now. Yet we know that here's my thing with the season too. Like all lions fans act like we're one or two wins right now. I mean, what got five wins on the season? Like after, and only seven. I mean, this is a, a normal type year for most NFL teams. They, they end up what we always joke eight and eight is where most teams end up. Right. That's kind of the pace they're on right now. Seven, eight wins is kind of where they're projected to possibly be. Now, if they end with five, that would be horrible. If they show out, that would be incredible. So, you know, every time I look at the schedule, every time I come on the Kool-Aid cast or B-L-E-A-V and Lions with Benny Blades, like, we're always predicting W's left, right, and center. I mean, look at this game, Green Bay. Yeah, it's not out in the frozen tundra. It's at the uh, boring Ford Field with no fans, which is just still looks ridiculous on TV, where it's just like nobody there. It's going to be so weird when we finally get people packed in going crazy again. It's like it doesn't even seem real now that used to have 70,000 people in the stands going nuts for these sporting events. But I think it's going to be one of those games where the Lions are going to come out. They're going to look horrible on defense, get sliced up in the passing game, but they're going to have to find a way to make enough plays to get off the field a few times on third down, which they were able to do against Chicago. Matt Stafford is going to have to play the same type of game, if not better to, to move that offense. If he has a clunker or, you know, 250 yards and a touchdown or two, they have no chance in this game, but there's something weird going on with the mojo. There's something good going on with the Kool-Aid drinking. Daryl Bevel is serving it up left, right and center tall pitchers of that Detroit Kool-Aid. So, 
I mean, just give me the Lions and a W. Give me a, a ridiculous, fun shootout where nobody can stop anyone and give me, like, you know, 38 for the Lions, 34 for the Packers, and hopefully Aaron Rodgers costs his team the game with a, a turnover or he, he twists his ankle and, and is out for the game, which he's been known to do, or one of our guys crushes his collarbone like happened a couple years ago, and the Lions just find a way to get this dub ski. So, I mean... I hope Aaron Rodgers loses the game in the end with a turnover. That would be the greatest thing of all time. But I'm projecting Lions put up a bunch of points. They can't stop anyone. They find a way to win. Place cities going crazy. All the Lions haters don't know what happened. They can't figure it out. And the Lions have won two games under Daryl Bevel. Incredibly. Heading to Tennessee to see what happens after that. Let's go. Wow, that is a shootout. I mean, that's a... That's a basketball game right there. So, uh, oh, yeah. Gosh, uh, I think once again, I think this team's got some energy. They got some fight. Uh, they don't like Green Bay either, and they would really like to, you know, give them a, give them another loss. You know, that some, team has been struggling they, a little they, bit to start with. So, uh, they got some Mo Griffka. Don't ruin our Mo. Don't bring us down. This isn't the Detroit. You know, Griffka predicts the games properly cast. This is the Detroit Kool Aid cast. Don't bring us down. Don't ruin the Mo Griffka. Do it. Do it. Okay, so I'm looking to predict the game properly. and uh, the right. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a smug SOB. Do it. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Nobody cares yes, if you're is. right so, or uh, wrong. I think it's going to be the same thing, though. Like you said, it's going to be a game where nobody can really stop anybody. I can't see that many points going up, though. So, so I'm going to pick the Lions winning this game. I'm going to pick them winning 28-27. to 27. <laughs> Grifka with the uh, absolute, I had to g- coax him into it. He was going to give you his most uh, eloquent, intelligent response until I told him that, reminded him that he's got to do this. Drink it in, man. Serve it up for the people. So basically, Grifka agree. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Everybody, it's a good day. Grifka's picking W's. If you ever listen to the show before, Grifka's always down in the dumps when the Lions lose. The minute they get a W, I can easily get him back on that Detroit Kool-Aid train where he's going to predict wins, going to entertain the people. That's what we tried to do this week. I mean, then some fun shows. Hopefully the Lions get it done and play well because as Grifka noted, the game on Saturday has been canceled. That might be a good thing for good, good old Jimmy Handshake and company. But on Sunday, our Lions are going to tune it up again under Daryl Bevel and see what they can get done. So, Grifka, I'm excited. I know you're excited, but the people want to know, do you have one final nugget, maybe a stat, maybe a number, maybe just something that just crossed your mind that the people just need to hear because they just had never heard anything else so glorious in their life? Do you have anything else, Grifka, for the people? Uh, nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Um, root the Lions on. I mean, if if they lay a big old egg, we'll come back and talk about it next week. We'll talk more about that draft pick and how to <clears throat> turn this team around. But they get this dub. They're not only going to be in the hunt on those graphics. They might be actually in the bottom, possibly a wild card. That would be incredible. I mean, we'll see what they do. It's it's our team. It's NFL football. Just enjoy it. I know we got some fantasy football fans that will be enjoying playoffs and fantasy championships. So still a lot of good football out there these last couple of weeks. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week right here on Wednesday and Friday on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man.